effect. There is a time for everything, the Bible tells us. There are certain times that are appropriate and certain times that things are not appropriate. Um, To protect the innocent, I won't mention the name, but one of our kids sent us a picture of one of their kids, so one of our grandkids, and he was in the bathroom taking care of business, but he had his his catcher's mask on, okay? And uh, the note that our kids said, you got to be ready at all times, all right? <laughs> this boy loves playing ball, and, and he was ready at all times. Now, that may not have been the appropriate um, time to be ready, so to speak. There are times that you... Um, Certain things are appropriate. And maturity is knowing what is appropriate and doing it. Knowing what is right and doing it. Um, we've all had instances growing up that, that we were not appropriate. We said things out of turn, not just growing up, but even as adults. And, and we know that you know, maybe there wasn't anything wrong that with what was said or done, but that wasn't the appropriate time and place for it. There is a time, and Ecclesiastes says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And then he goes on and he gives 14 good times and 14 bad times. And as we went through the study of Ecclesiastes, Jim Berg brought out that 14 good times and 14 bad times equals nothing. And and what is the point of life? There is good and there is bad. You put them all together. And and humanly speaking, that's that's what it is apart from God. There's good times, then there's bad times, and then there's bad times, and there's good times. And what we learn has a purpose for for every season. And what we learn from this is that God limits man's control of, of life. We mentioned this morning in our men's class that you can make a very short list by making a list of what you have control over. It's a very long list what you don't have control over. And and this is brought out here. But in life, situations, uh, surprises come, um, some good surprises, some bad surprises, uh, circumstances change immediately. And, and many times we're confronted with, what do I do? Sometimes it's not a sudden change. It's just another season of life. There are many seasons of life. And some of, some of you that are even more seasoned than I am could, could tell us about the seasons of life. And, and there are seasons that, that you come into. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in a new season. I used to be able to 
for example, beat Asa in tennis. Last year it was nip and tuck. This year it isn't even close. Now, God's using that in my life too. You know, how you respond to that. You'll have to ask Marilyn and Denny how they do on that, all right? I will tell you, we played the other night doubles, and Marilyn and I tied it up two to two, and we quit while we were tied right then and there. That's how you keep from losing, okay? But as things go on in life, changes come about, and... And you know, you can, you can fret and stew about changes and, and you can live in the past and think, man, I used to be able to do this, used to be able to do that. Or you can accept seasons of life. And these that I just mentioned are minor things. But you know, in whatever season of life you're in, There are certain things that are very, very appropriate. And I want to mention these tonight because um, we run into things in life and sometimes we ask, what do I do? And I honestly believe if we would just have these as a default, God will lead us into different aspects of the more specifics of what we need to do. But it is always the time to do some of these things that we're mentioning here tonight. It's always time to redeem the time, to make use of the time, to invest the time. Ephesians 5.16, we can wring our hands, the days are so evil. But because the days are evil, I need to invest my time. I need to redeem the time. I need to make wise use of my time. It is very important for us to understand the limit of the time that we have. And what am I doing with this time? It It is so easy to be drawn in to things that are worthless. I mean, it, it it's something that that I have to fight and you have to fight to to just say, no, what will be the best investment of this time? It's always right to redeem the time. Secondly, it's always time to draw near to God. I don't, I don't care where you are spiritually. You may think you are right close to God. It is always the right time to draw near to God. And one of the the brothers mentioned James. I mean, what a promise. God says, you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. I mean, it is always so something happens. Maybe catastrophe in your life. What do I do about it? First thing, man, I, I need to run to God. I need to draw near to God. And And in realizing... We can always be closer to God than we are today. And that ought to be our goal. That ought to be our desire. That I am on a perpetual mission. We sang, I am resolved no longer to linger, charmed by the world's delight. Things that are higher, things that are nobler, these have allured my sight. I am am committed that I am going to draw near to God. And these first two go hand in hand, redeeming the time to draw near to God. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, if you would. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 
And notice if you'd look in verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, or stubble, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test everyone's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as by fire. He mentions here, every one of us is building. We're either building with wood, hay, or straw, or we're building with gold, silver, and precious stone. And it's always time for us to build with building materials that last. Think about it. You're building. Every day you're building something, and someday it is going to be tried by fire. The day is going to come when you can't build anymore. I mean, reality is, Kurt Harvey's way better off than we are, but his building days are done, right? And we're tempted. We're tempted. Well, someday I'm going to do this, and someday I'm going to do that. And we're messing with wood, hay, and straw when we should be building with that which lasts. I mean, the reality is we have no idea when our building days are over. But every day we're, we're either putting wood and hay and straw or, or we're putting in something and we're building. And you alone are building your life. No one else can build it for you. You're building it. And someday it's over. It's complete. I wasn't done yet. That's it. And then the test, it will be tried. I mean... Isn't it amazing, you've been around burning brush piles, how quickly dried limbs and and wheat, how quickly they just make a huge fire and then gone and nothing there. I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand and look at my life's work and have it and nothing left. And, and the reality is, we're building, and now is the time. I need to be conscious of this. Now is the time for me to build. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, let's go up a few verses. Look at verse 6. Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God gives the increase. And he goes on, now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. You know what? It's always right. It's always the right time to plant to plant the seeds of the gospel, 
to plant seeds of righteousness, to plant seeds of kindness. I mean, you know there's certain times that it's not right to plant in the garden or in the field. It's too cold or it's too wet or it's too dry or it's too late or it's too early. But spiritually, it's always the right time. God didn't rebuke the sower because he said, you threw some seed and it landed on the road or it landed on the stone. What are you doing wasting it? He didn't rebuke him for that. He that sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He that sows bountifully will reap bountifully. See, it's always the right time to plant. I wonder, is this the right time? Plant the seed. Let God take care of the increase. That's our responsibility. That's what we're doing this week in Neighborhood Bible Time. That's what we ought to be doing every day of our lives it's always, how okay, this has happened in my life. How can I plant seeds here? What can I do to plant seeds? It's always the right time to plant. It's always the right time for reconciliation. Matthew chapter 5. You bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother hath ought against you. Leave your gift and go be reconciled. It doesn't matter if it's a a husband-wife, a parent-child, child-parent, Christian-unbeliever, Christian-Christian. It doesn't matter what it is. We need to be ministers of reconciliation with the gospel, but also in reconciliation that we are not at odds, that we are for each other, that we are building up one another, that we go and make things right. Regardless of of what has been done, to take the time to to invest and, and to learn. God, give me your grace that I may learn to love as you love. We may have been hurt. We may have hurt people. But God... Help me to put aside, it's not about me, it's not about my priorities, it's about you, and it's always the right time to pursue reconciliation. It's always the right time to be generously gracious. Freely we have received, freely give. I mean, that we, look how gracious God has dealt with us in forgiving us, in in being long-suffering and patient in our lives. And, and, And then we go cutting off someone because they looked at us cross-eyed or something. You know what I mean? We're grouchy with the cashier. I mean... They ought to, the places you do business, they ought to, they ought to, in their spirit, say, oh good, someone refreshing has just come in the store. I mean, if you're, if you're, 
If you're in Dollar General on a regular basis, they shouldn't be, oh, brother, you know, they're going to be fighting me for every penny, and why didn't you have this? You're out of this. Or do they say, you know, there's a person that that's, greets me with a smile and is helpful. You know what? Every day we do business with people. Are we gracious with them? Generously gracious. Are we, are we generous with our thoughts toward them? You know, it's easy. It comes natural to think evil of people. But what do we think? You know, we all want people to give us the benefit of the doubt, don't we? We all want people to be merciful. And who are we the very most merciful with? We're all merciful with ourselves. We cut ourselves a lot of slack. But God has been so merciful with us, we have freely received. Let's freely give. Be generously gracious. There should be no one that is more gracious than a Christian. I mean, we have been dealt with in in ways we can't even number. And God says, you are blessed in order to be a blessing. And that's what God wants us to do. It is always right. To pray. I mean, Luke 18.1. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. When you're, when you're on the verge of fainting, that's a warning sign, a dash light that's going off and saying, you need to be praying. I just don't know what to do in this situation. Well, draw near to God. Cry out to God. Pray. Seek His face. I mean... We know what to do. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 16. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I just want to know what God wants me to do. Right here he said, this is the will of God. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. And the last thing we'll mention tonight, he says, it's always right, it's always the right time to give thanks. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Giving thanks, Ephesians chapter 5. Giving thanks always for all things. That's the will of God. So whatever comes in our life and your world might get turned upside down, you know, the reality is, is okay, I want to, I want to make, I need to make wise use of the time. I want to draw near to God. I cry out to God in prayer. I give thanks to Him. This is a time for me to examine. It's always right to build. What am I building in my life? And, and what are ways that I can plant seeds? And Lord, show me how I can be generously gracious 
and show me where I need to make anything right with anybody. I mean, you know what? That'll keep all of us busy right there. And then God will give direction into the the other areas that we need to go. Then he'll give wisdom. But if we aren't doing what he's already directed, so things happen in our lives. What's our natural reaction? We want to get where these are the default. We want to get that our life is centered around these things. This is a, this is a God-centered life. And, and you don't need to worry about, is this the right season? No, God has a purpose for all of these things. And the reality is, He's eager for us to walk in these truths. So tonight, as you look at these, what is the one thing that He wants you to begin with? I mean, this doesn't do any good if we just hear this and go on our way and, and say, yeah, that was so-so message tonight, you know, Bible time's coming. It doesn't do anything for our lives. What is it, God, you have for me tonight from this? I mean, to pick the one, what is the one thing I need to be focused on and alert to? God, show me. And and it doesn't have to be limited to one thing, but oftentimes we we have too many things that we're trying to do that we do nothing. So God, what is it you want me to do? In just a moment, we're going to take time to to pray for our nation, to pray what what God has burdened you about in in regard to praying for our nation. You know, we we desire to do this because it's easy to complain about what's going on in our land. And and yet God's burdened me quit complaining and start praying. You know the the reality is and sad to say I still complain. Anytime you complain is too much. So still complain too much. But the, if if we're not praying, it's always right to pray. It's always time to pray. So we're going to go to prayer, and um, you are ready to pray. Just raise your hand. They'll get you a microphone, and you pray so that we can pray with you. And um, 